everybody. Welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 137. Aaron, we've had uh, another week of games where the Sharks uh, did better than 500. I'm super happy to hear about that. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I guess, uh, was this expected? Were we expecting to see them uh, going through uh, this bit of a homestand here and, and playing well? Well, and I'm happy to see them beat Calgary. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this at the end of the show last week, about this month uh, or the last of the month being the all home games and uh, playing against mostly division opponents here. Mm-hmm. Calgary was at the top and they are no longer at the top right. as of tonight. So uh, good on the Sharks because that was a four point swing in the standings. Um, so they're hanging in there with the best of them, and it's really good to see them beat Calgary. That was a, yeah. that was I it was going to be a tough game. <laughs> um, I you know having the Sharks beaten Calgary in Calgary before that as their only divisional game. I think uh, Calgary was coming out to to give it to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like revenge in a way, oh, yeah. right? Like uh, we're going to take away your home game. So um, I was actually at that game. That was fun. Oh. I was there for a work event. So um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a ton of it because I was, you know, mingling Hop-nobbing. with people. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but it was good. Um, it was a little sad to see how little attendance there was in the game. I think part of it is, uh, I mean, obviously because we're still in COVID, that's part of it, but. Yeah. Part of the problem of having so many home games in in a week, right? Like there was three home games this yeah. week, two more next week, two the following week. So there's so many choices of games to go to. I think uh, that kind of hurts a little bit. But it was a Tuesday night sure. game. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, very happy to see. And, and I did not throw my hat, unfortunately. <laughs> I did not. I was kind of far away, so I would yeah. never have made it to the ice anyway. But <laughs> the fans will help you out, though. I know. You toss it. And- it was a free beanie night. We got beanies. So <laughs> there are lots of beanies on the ice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. All right, cool. Well, uh, we're going to talk more about the schedule and about uh, the Pacific Division standings uh, specifically a little bit later on in the show. But for now, uh, I want to remind you guys that uh, if you are not subscribed to the channel, please uh, feel free to do that now because uh, as we continue to go live here, uh, we will be able to tell you when we're going live in your inbox. You can pop in. Make sure that you are uh, got that notification bell checked. And you can come pop in and have comments with us, uh, have some chat, uh, ask your questions. We'll give you our answers, whether they're right or wrong. Uh, we'll we'll kind of just... Mostly wrong. Yeah. We, we do a good job of playing it up like we know what we're talking about. Though. Right. It's not bad. Yes. I'll tell you what. So, uh, yeah, please feel free to do that. Also, uh, if you can, uh, more importantly than anything else, uh, you can share the, the link. So if it's on uh, Twitter, if you can retweet it. If it's on Facebook, you go ahead and share. I'm still not sure if it's Instagram. We put it on the story. Is that what we said? Put it oh, on your story. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, throw it in your story. Just work. help us get the word out that right. we're here, we're back, and we're here for you guys. So uh, there you go. Thank you. Um, first off, we want to start off talking about, of course, the guy of the Sharks right now getting the most attention. Everybody's talking about him. Everybody wants to talk about him. <laughs> Tomas Hurdle, right? That's that's, right. Who we're, that's who we're talking about, right? Totally, yes. Yeah. Hurdle power. Yeah, Hurdle power. Okay. I don't know what you're... I got a weird look over here. You're, we're going to be talking about a guy who's probably going to get traded, right? <laughs> no. No, we're not. And I have words to say about that. Uh, Tomas Hurdle, five goals in the last three games. Uh, and not like you had said earlier, like it was a four-goal game and then a hiatus and then maybe picks up one, but, um, you know, scoring consistently. So, yeah, he scored in every game this week. Yeah. All three games. Mm-hmm. So he had uh, he started out with a hat trick in Calgary, or against Calgary. Uh, then he got a goal against Minnesota and a goal against Dallas. So um, way, way to be consistent. He also yeah. picked up an assist there, too. So uh, five goals and an assist in three games. It's two points per game. That's a pretty good average. 
I, I don't know if that's you know really good for the league, but that's pretty good. Right? Well, did I break it? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Score? What does that mean? S- super solid. Good to see that he's kind of uh, coming back and playing the way that uh, we know that he can. And you made the comment before saying that you know during the whole COVID, um, the guys that were out because of COVID, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, during that whole period, you know he wasn't really producing. Uh, he was having a hard time maybe getting on the score sheet there, and uh, he had a little bit of a heart to heart with Bob. Right, yeah, and I think right after that heart to heart with Bob, at least the, right after they made it known that they had that talk, all of a sudden, again hurdle power, right? He right. just comes out of the gates and he's just firing. Well, you also have the Timo Meyer line on the other the other line basically scoring goals, so they're kind of picking up the slack when one team does not, so or one one line does not. Mm-hmm. So Timo Meyer is uh, is really like he's still producing. He's he's at twenty eight points in twenty three games it's right incredible. now. Incredible. It's this is what. I think this is what everyone was expecting two seasons ago to see, right? Like the year after, the season after uh, going to the conference finals. Yeah. Um, and that it, it took a little while. It took took a while for Hurdle to, or uh, Meyer to, to kind of come around. But I think um, to me, he's been still one of the most impressive Sharks that I've seen consistently play. Almost every time he's on the ice, something dangerous happens. Are we talking way. about Hurdle still? Or are we about Meyer, Meyer now? now? Okay. But that's that leaves the top line for the other team playing against the Meyer line because they need to, which leaves Hurdle open on the next line to play against a lesser opponent, right. most likely. They also get their matchups because they're home right now. So you're going to see, I think, Hurdle kind of dominate a little bit more. I mean, Meyer still is too. Yeah. But I think we're going to see both those lines kind of click in really well these next uh, two weeks while they're home. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll be nice to see. Again, uh, having Timo, this is what we had said beforehand, was that if this Sharks team is going to be at all sort of somewhat successful and in the playoff hunt, mm. Timo Meyer's got to step up. Kevin LeBanks got to step up. Unfortunately, <laughs> only one issue. of those two is true. Uh, LeBanc, of course, playing on the fourth line when he's in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a healthy scratch. I can't remember which game it was he was a healthy scratch. I think now. it was last week. Okay, last week he was. Yeah. Okay, well, regardless, the point is uh, he's certainly not being the player, the $4 million player that they thought he was going to be right now. Uh, certainly a lot of money on that fourth line uh, or in the press box in, in some nights. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, one out of two ain't bad, but really if you, this team is going to be, uh, you know, pushing for a playoff spot, you really do need to have uh, that a- extra secondary scoring. And they're sort of getting it, but if you throw a, a healthy and productive Kevin LeBanc into that mix, absolutely, um, much, much better odds. I mean, LeBanc is sitting at six points in 21 games. Yeah, that's, that's not $4 million worth right there. No. <laughs> I think but Benino might have more points than him now, huh? Probably more goals for sure. Yeah, okay. Poor <laughs> Benino. Benino. But he's off the Schneid, so. He is off the Schneid. Um, four goals, no assists for Benino. So less points than LeBanc. Okay. But one more goal. A lot less money, too, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> half half the cost, I believe. Yeah, well. Moving on maybe right. from forwards, should we? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about a little bit of goaltending here. Uh, well, hold on. Oh, no. Nicholas Ligon, trade value is going up for Hurdle. Sticking with Stop Hurdle it. there. Stop it, Nicholas. Uh, he also said it's been through this camera. It's been Timo time most of the time this season. That's true. Yeah. Um, yep. And five of Timo's eleven goals have been game winners as well. That's that's pretty big, right? Okay. There. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a big one. Okay. Anyway, moving on. I wonder how many of those five uh, the the game winning goals, the five goals that you were just talking about. I wonder how many of those were. Uh, the last goal scored, though. Or if it was kind of like a goal that was scored, game played, then the other I'm team sure scores one. Empty netters in there. Yeah, the Sharks, stuff like that. They're winning. When they're winning, it's close. It's yeah. never. I haven't really 
there haven't been any blowouts really. Maybe one you consider a blowout where yeah. it's more than a goal going into the third period. Yeah. Um, or more than two goals, I guess, would be a blowout. Sure. So I, most of these are going to be maybe Pretty not tight. the last goal because of empty netters. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that speaks to you know the the offense is there. Yeah. But not so much so that we're going to be winning games by blowing teams away, right? Mm. So um, they're going to be tighter games, even if they're you know it's a four three type game, right? We had a five three game earlier, but. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of games that we're looking at. Even if it's kind of higher scoring, we're still kind of close and tight with uh, yeah. most of these teams. Here's a good question from Patrick Cabral. Is it better for an elite player to play on the second line to get the mismatch? Um, well, especially, I guess, hurdle success. Uh, I wouldn't say... That what would be ideal is having enough elite players to have two lines of them so you can get mismatches. <laughs> How about that? Well, okay, so... It's not so much like a video game where you can say, I'm putting my second line out, and then they're going to put their second line out. They're going to line match based on who's most dangerous. Because mm-hmm. then, the, I mean, why not put your most elite player on the fourth line, right? They're going to match up with your fourth line guys, right? right? No, they're not. They're going to match up with uh, you know, that elite player, whoever they need to put on the ice to, to stop him. It's more like ice time. It's not. They don't really label them line sure. one, line two. Sure. That kind of thing. This guy's going to be out there. This line's dangerous. This guy is dangerous. We're going to match up against that, um, however that may be. That's how I would do it, at least. Right. But I I understand what your question is. Kind of like, if you look at Chicago and their history with Kane and Taves, when they were like, I mean, they're still good players, but not as elite as they used to be maybe five, ten years ago. Um, They, in the beginning, I think they were playing them together, and it makes a one-line team. Yeah. So then they separate them because they can each drive their own line. Yeah. I think that's kind of similar to Hurdle and Maya right now. They're driving their lines. Uh, Couture's there with Timo, but I think uh, Hurdle and kind of he's had some good success with. I think Bear Bonoff is on his line, right? Yes. I think they've been they've been uh, clicking pretty well. So I think um, to me, like Hurdle is driving his own line. So they're kind of separating. They're not stacking their best players onto right. one line. Like it, it could be because Hurdle could play on the wing, so he could be it could be Couture in the center with Hurdle and Meyer on one line. But yeah, that's not what they're doing here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you got you to spread the town out mm-hmm. a little bit. So um, again, hopefully everything continues to go down the same path. Uh, one more time uh, from the previous week, five hundred. This week, two out of three. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good trend to to stay on, right? Better to have more wins than losses. So yeah. duh, always right, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, just just happy to see them doing that because again. This is the team that everyone's been saying, oh, they're they're going to be bottom of the Pacific. They're you know no good, whatever. And we'll take a look at the standings later on. They're not there right now. So, and in fact, they're pretty close. And the, mm. they're in like middle of the pack. But by the numbers, they're not very far away, yeah. right? So you know, and again, we're going to talk about this later too. That this month's going to be hot. So in terms of the the standings moving around, so hot, so hot, so hot right now. So <laughs> um, let's talk about Aiden Hill, shall we? Okay, Aiden Hill uh, stepping in, doing uh, an admirable job, admirable job, words, um, stepping in while Reimer was out with, we thought a sickness, but apparently it was a lower body injury. Um, you uh, heard him talk about this. He didn't want to say specifically what it was. I can only imagine with the lower body injury that you don't want to talk about. But. I, it's just kind of silly. I, I really hate that the NHL does this. <laughs> like, it's upper body or lower body. Like, come on. Like, just say what it is. Like, Who's targeting a goalie? Like, I understand for players, if you, like, broke your wrist, you don't want to say, I broke my wrist. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to get hit with your stick. But a goalie who's 
completely covered in pads. There'll be runs at goalies. Like you could say, like, oh, I tweaked my groin, yeah, but it's fine now. Or I I sprained my knee and now it's okay. Like and I'm rehabbed and I'm great. So I just think it's kind of silly and it it's almost like a game in a way. Yeah, it's really annoying, really annoying. Like. What? I also like the other part of it is if you look at other sports and they usually disclose what it is. Um, a lot of it has to do with betting, like, and now that the betting betting is in the NHL and it's completely like they're they're in bed with one another and it's it's legal and and um, I mean I don't really bet on stuff but you know what I mean like it's it's now more important than ever to have as much information as possible out yeah. there and I think that hurts the sport not having it. That's a completely different tangent. But okay. I just think it's annoying. It's really like, oh, that guy got, you know, he got hit in the head, right? He has a concussion. <laughs> it's an upper body injury. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. I can't remember who, and I can't remember which team, but somebody said he has a body injury. Like, he yeah. just didn't even say upper or lower, just he has a body injury, and it was during the playoffs, of course. Um, I, just again, I understand during the playoffs, too. During the playoffs, yeah. maybe you don't disclose it. But during the regular season, and you're a goalie, and you have a lower body injury. What, did you stub your toe one night, and you're walking in the middle of your house at night? I could just, oh, it's silly. Anyway. So now that we're past that therapy session, <laughs> um, it was a 5-3 win in Calgary uh, against Aiden Hill for this week, right? Um, solid win. I thought it was a good win. Uh, it was a good, um, the, the Calgary one, he battled pretty hard. Uh, the Minnesota one, I think, not that I'm not going to say soft goals, but I thought uh, he didn't look as sharp as he did the other night. Okay. Um, kind of like one of the goals, I think it was him, again, overcommitting, overplaying uh, one thing, and, and they kind of had like a tap in on the back end. I think that was the first goal he gave up uh, to Fiala. So that was like kind of like, oh, he needs, he needs better positioning, kind of work a little bit more. You can tell he's a little like um, not as sharp. Not okay. as sharp as I think he could have been or should have been. Um, so I, I I wasn't surprised that they lost that game. Okay. Um, it, he needed a break, and at that point, I think I don't think um, I don't think Reimer was backing him up that game. I think it was still uh, Melnichuk. Melnichuk, yeah, yeah. So I, I they obviously were going to throw him in there. Um, but anyway, I think I think he's he's still to me he's a a good goalie, kind of a work in process, not someone who's ready to take over the reins. And I still think Reimer still is like that. Like, he could take chunks. He's going to take, you know, a bigger percentage of the starts, but still not going to be the elite goalie that's going to have 60-plus starts in in a season. Yeah, fair enough. And he's been in the league for, you know, quite a while now, Reimer has, and just got done playing his 400th uh, NHL game. Amazing. For for a goalie to to be around for 400 games, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, Because, again, you're not starting every single game like you would be as a a forward or a defenseman. So... 400 is a great uh, happy for him and and his for his career and sure he's he's a great player and he's he's making the Sharks better. Um, I think if it was just Aiden Hill with Malinchuk backing him up, yeah. I don't think they would be where they're at right now. Yeah, no, and what better way to celebrate your 400th game but with a win, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it was a two-one win. So this is one where uh, you've got you know a, the Sharks go up two nothing, mm-hmm. and then then the goal gets scored against, right? So then it's two-one, and you look at oh game-winning goals, right? Well, that one wasn't exactly clutch. At the time, he didn't know that he was going to need the extra goal. Right. That's what my point was earlier with uh, with Timo. Um, but regardless, low-scoring game. So he comes back, and he looks good. He plays really well. Um, keeps it to just one goal against. 
And the Sharks actually did a pretty good job playing defense in front of him. I think we'll be talking about that probably next here. Right. But, um, again, Reimer coming back, playing well. We feel he's more the number one, if you will, right now than Aiden Hill is. Not that there's anything wrong with Aiden Hill. But we just think Reimer's kind of got the hot hand as of right now. And now that may change in a week. They may change in a month. Regardless, at this moment, I think Reimer's kind of driving the the ship here. Absolutely. Yeah. He's just more of a solid presence in the back i think um like the the team plays better but they're also not scoring as many goals yeah it's kind of funny like this reminds me of when uh was it nabokov and toskala were in net and <laughs> uh nabokov i felt like was getting the shaft because they weren't scoring goals for him and he wasn't getting wins and then mm-hmm. tosco would come in and they would score all these goals and it's like man that's just it's unfortunate for nabokov because yeah. he was so good um he just wasn't getting the goal support so i feel like it's similar where it's like, wow, they have, they're going to win these games like two to one with Reimer and Net, yeah. and with Aiden Hill, it's going to be what was it five to three, five three, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that what's more exciting? Yeah, I don't know. What's more nerve wracking? <laughs> they're both kind of nerve wracking in their own way, but yeah. um, that's just kind of way I guess the cookie crumbles. Okay. And on that note, we'll <laughs> move forward. Talking about, we talked about fours. We're talking about goaltending. Let's talk a little bit about the defense here. Um, Eric Carlson has been absolutely stepping up these last few games specifically. But we've seen it kind of throughout the season. People don't want to admit it. That's fine. I get it. <laughs> but he's been playing extremely well. He's Again, you take a look at the things that Sheng Peng had brought up mm-hmm. about zone entries. I don't know why that's not a bigger stat, to be honest with you. Because that is where you get your offensive chance. You don't get offensive chances from the neutral zone. You get it coming through the neutral zone, right? Absolutely. And he brings that puck in across the blue line numerous times. We see it every single game. He's got that wide stance. He glides, and he just, mm-hmm. like like a breath of fresh air, just oh, right across the blue <laughs> line he does. Wow. No, it's incredible. <laughs> it really is. And they give him so much respect, they just allow him to go right across that blue line. I think if they challenged him more, it'd be different. Mm-hmm. But they're afraid of what he can do. Uh, because no matter how much... The fan bases want to say, oh, it's a bad trade or he's garbage or whatever else. NHL players know, and they do. They back off of him a little bit because they're they're worried about what he can do to them. Mm-hmm. It's the salary issue. That's the problem. Yes. Because people are still bitter about him getting $11.5 which should he get $11.5 That's a whole different topic, but I, I don't think so. But he's still a great defenseman. Yes. I think he makes the Sharks a better team when he's in the lineup. I, I have to agree with you. And, like, does he have defensive faults? Yes. Who doesn't, right? Um, especially when you're known as an offensive defenseman. Um, here's another thing, though, about Carlson that I, I wanted to say was he's making those big passes, those those long passes, mm-hmm. those um, even the short ones that are just like, you know, you don't expect it, and boom, he finds a guy that's open, right? He's doing that, but he's also kind of starting... When we talked about Burns and Carlson, we said the difference between these two is that Carlson's going to beat you with his speed and his uh, stick handling and his passing, and Burns is just going to blow it by you, right? His shot. Mm-hmm. His shot's insane. Carlson's are all of a sudden starting to load up. Like, he's loading up, and he's firing shots from the point now, and they're starting to go in. And even when they're not, they're creating opportunities, they're creating chances. Teams are going to have to start... Uh, respecting that, they're going to have to start adjusting to that because usually Carlson's looking for that pass that looks like a shot pass, right? Getting down low, looking for a tip. Now he's aiming for the net. So now they're going to have to... It's a double threat there. And that shot, man, he rips it into the top corners. Booming. Like, I feel like he was doing that the last two seasons, but missing. Yeah. 
now he, he something adjusted, something changed, and I don't know if he's just more comfortable skating or yeah. something, but it is like it's like wow, I, he just ripped that thing in the corner. Yeah, um, was it the was it the last game? Yeah, it was the last game against Dallas, right? Yes. Where he ripped, he scored the winner, the second goal, and in slow mo, you see it going like. Can you imagine being in front of the net as a shark player, as a forward, and you see him winding up? Yeah. You know it's coming high. like, And it goes like right by the guy in his chest. It's like, whew, like good Lord. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, chat, please. Uh, that shot, they had given it to, I want to say, Timo. They gave it to somebody else. The guy who I think it was Timo was standing in front of the net. But it didn't really look like it deflected to me. I don't know. So correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe it wasn't the Carlson's goal, but it was certainly his shot. And that thing was, it was a rocket. Um, which again, you, he's aiming for the net. Whether or not he's there's a, a tip that's available in front, he's trying to score. Caretaker wanted Middleton has been an excellent pairing for EK65. I, I have agree. to agree. I'm actually pleasantly surprised and shocked about Middleton and his play because I always thought he was going to be a guy that was that sixth, seventh defenseman that was in the lineup based on uh, size for matchups, kind yeah. of depending on who they were playing. That's I I did not expect to see Middleton as an NHL regular. He. The way he moves for how big he is, yeah. his skating is, is what's kind of impressed me the most because he can move. He's not sluggish. He's, yeah. he's, I mean, he's not the fastest guy out there either, but he's, you look at the guy and you're like, oh, man, he's, he's not going to get there. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, he actually got there. That's like, a lot that's, of beef. Yeah, it's yeah. impressive. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. I think that's, I think that's helped Carlson because he has a, a, a defensive defenseman that's going to be on his line but can also handle the puck. He's not... He's not stone, stone hands, hands, right? Yeah. Like he's <laughs> he can move the puck, he can take his passes and stuff. Uh, real quick on okay. Carlson, he has 18 points in 22 games. That pace right now, he's missed some games because of COVID, but that pace is a 67 point pace yeah. for an 82 game season. That's where he's at right now. He might be getting a little bit better. Now I feel like that eleven half million dollars doesn't sting as much. Yeah. Right. No, it doesn't sting as much. Now is is that eleven and a half million dollars worth of points? Probably not. Right. But I think when you take a look at what the guy brings, and now is that eleven and a half million dollars again? It's this is not. You can't adjust. Okay. You can't adjust for anything at that point in time. If you wanted him on your team, whether he was worth it or not, that's what you're going to need to pay him. Because I guarantee you, the Sharks don't do it. Another team does. And I don't know, I, for, for me, I would rather have him on the team. Again, like you said, right. he makes the team better, period. And again, going back to that time when he signed the extension, nobody knew COVID was going to happen, yeah. right? And they thought that revenues were going to go up, so his percentage of the uh, salary cap yeah. is going to be less and less over the years. That's why they went big and uh, went to $11.5 million. So we think Carlson's playing better Bob thinks Carlson's playing better, and I think Carlson had something to say about that too, did he not? Yeah, so the, they asked Bob about Carlson's play, and he said that this is like the best I've seen him play uh, since he's since he's been there, Teal. since Bob's been yeah. there. Um, and uh, so they asked Carlson what he thought about his, his own play and if he was uh, kind of getting back into that elite status or not, and this is what he had to say about it. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but I think it's a team as a whole. I think everybody's doing a good job and, and making good reads in the defensive zone and, and um, you know, really working hard at it, which makes it easier easier to read out there for everyone, not only me. And um, So I don't know if it's, uh, you know, me playing better defense. I think it's more collectively as a group. I think that we're all uh, doing a great job and, and, you know, both goaltenders for us uh, have, have played uh, have played good. That, that makes you forget a lot of the mistakes that happen out there. And, 
um, you know, it, it builds some confidence. So, um, you know, I think as a group, we, we feel good and, uh, you know, we feel confident in, in you know, the way that uh, we're defending this year. Yeah, so he kind of, like a true NHL player, deflects any praise for himself and, and puts it onto his teammates. So, um, I, I mean, I agree with him. I think it's not just him. It's not just Burns. It's not just everyone back there. It's yeah. and not. I mean, everyone as in the defenseman. It's everyone. The whole team has kind of bought in finally to Bugner's style and and defensive. And I I talked about this in the beginning of the season. Like for them to succeed, they can't be that high scoring octane team anymore. Mm-hmm. They used to be three years ago because they don't have the talent spread around the whole lineup. They're going to be winning games by a goal now instead of losing games by a goal like they were last year. Yeah. Now they're going to be on the other end of that, winning more, but also like all in defensively, new goaltending, better goaltending, uh, which is part of it. Yeah. But also the forwards and everyone working and hustling, and and you have Cogliano and Bonino, and just for those reasons, right? Yeah. They're showing those young guys this is how you play, and this is how you play this kind of game. So um, it's all kind of coming together and working. Now again, this isn't going to be a Stanley Cup caliber team. But this isn't going to be a team that's bottom-dwelling and having a lottery pick. Yeah, and we've seen them fight back, right? We've seen them be out of a game and fight back. Whether or not they end up losing that game uh, or if they come back and win it, mm-hmm. um, they're a team that does not give up, and that's that culture. And as far as the team defense and whatnot, we have said from seasons previous, right, with Bob at the helm, you know, this is a team that when they get their themselves figured out and, and they're bought into the system – and you know they have time to practice the system <laughs> instead of like not having any time at all being in Arizona and and you know coming back from COVID and having guys out and back in the lineup and everything. All this other stuff that's going on. Remember, Bob didn't even have his assistant coach in, in one of the seasons. So like being able to have everybody there and have everybody uh, learning it together. I think this season is kind of where you see the payoff now, right? Uh, you're seeing it start to pay off now, where they're starting to play better defensively. And again, I, I like you said, I do like that Eric Carlson's kind of well, you know, it's not just me, and you know, because because it's true, it, it, it's absolutely true, it's not just him, but he's certainly uh, contributing uh, quite a bit. I would say, and, and you could see he used to be the captain of the Ottawa Senators, so yeah. he's very well polished, especially with questions and media and everything. So, um, kind of a slam dunk, easy answer for him. Sure, um, but again, like it, it, it's true. Everything he said was true. Yeah. And and again, NHL players just deflect. Right. Most of them, not not every single one, yeah. but most of them would deflect. And it's not yeah. how I play in, in NHL. When I <laughs> be a pro player. Yes, I'm the best. Yeah. Try to get your steer. Uh, what's it called? Social media following higher. Well, I was trying to get traded because I got drafted by the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> Killing me. Uh, well, he did talk about you know uh, the, the chemistry and being able to make good reads out there, and I think even Eric Carlson's happy with uh, the play of um, what's his name, Middleton, Jake yeah. Middleton. Uh, I think he's he's happy that he's got a guy back there like him that's he's, he can work with. Um, now I don't know if that speaks more to Jake Middleton and his kind of rise and being able to play, or if that speaks to Eric Carlson and his ability to elevate. We've seen this with other players like Jumbo, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Jumbo effect. We've we've seen this with so many. The players that are goal scorers, and all of a sudden they're not <laughs> when when he's gone. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that this is kind of indicative of that. This might be the Eric Carlson effect because again, Kinejov right uh, before Middleton, mm-hmm. and I thought Kinejov was a great pairing for him. Um, but now we're seeing Middleton's kind of the same way. I'm just wondering if if I were to suit up and play with Eric Carlson, like you know, do you think I would be 
No. I think. Okay, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> regardless. You're too slow. I just think <laughs> I just, I'm not big enough to hit anybody either. Yeah. Five foot seven, sorry. Um, yeah, so with I. With skates. Is it with, no, with skates of 5'9", <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> stop hating. So, I, again, I think it's it's uh, it's great because Eric Carlson is is giving praise to the other uh, players that he plays with. But he's also, I think, elevating those players and making them better. Um, hopefully, we'll see some Kinejov, you know, back in lineup again soon. Mm-hmm. But that also pushes Middleton out, and so or does it? Well, maybe not. Maybe it I doesn't. don't think it does. Shimmick, probably Shimmick. Yeah, probably. Shimmick. Which there's been some comments on Shimmick in here. No, really. Uh, Let's jump to those real quick sure. before we move on. Said someone said he looks like a ghost out there. Where is it? That could be a good thing too, though. You have to remember if you don't stand out, that means you're also not doing anything horribly bad. Yeah, I guess so. so. Uh. Oh, man. Now I can't find it. Do you see it, Jay? Yeah. Go ahead. Put it on the screen. Put it on there. There it is. Egan. Uh, Nicholas Egan. Shimmick seems to have ghost oh. to be a ghost this season. Haven't noticed much from him this season. It's He's, caretaker saying sorry. that, responding yeah. to Nicholas Egan. Yeah. So I think uh, Shimmick was kind of, wasn't he hurt for a little while and he didn't really come back? I thought the last game, I think it was the last game, uh, he threw a hit against someone coming into the zone. Like, he kind of hip-checked him against the boards and just stopped him dead in his tracks. And even uh, Hedekin was, like, on there saying, like, wow, that was that's like vintage Shimmick that you see yeah. and that we haven't seen in a while, and that's what the Sharks need. And I think I think he's probably feeling healthy, finally. Um, I think he had some concussion problems last year. Like, he, he's he been kind of beat up, but yeah. um, I, I still think... He's kind of overpaid for being a third-pairing defenseman. Sure. But it's funny because he's paired up with his other I was going to say, there's another third-pairing defense. defenseman that's probably a little more overpaid than he is. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's a whole other topic there. <laughs> um, you want to go back to Hurdle real quick? There's a, sure, there's real a quick. comment here from Harrison saying, I say if Hurdle doesn't want to be here or has doubts about resigning, any doubt at all, trade him. Do not lose him for nothing. Either sign him now or trade him away. Don't let it go to free agency. It's not them saying we're just going to sign him now. Um, it's he has to agree to it too, it's and it has more to be negotiated. Complicated, yes. than that. Yeah, it's, it's it's not NHL 22 sign, right? It's right. it's different. So um, I'm sure Doug Wilson's made it very clear how he, he feels about Hurdle and that that the Sharks organization wants Hurdle uh, to be here and to stick around. If they want him to stay here, what they need to do is show that there will be a competitive team next season. That's what they need to do. Even this season, if they just make playoffs, right? But before trade deadline, if it seems like they're going to make playoffs, they probably won't trade him. uh, Just because if it looks like we're going to be there, we're going to need him, right? Right. Um, If you get to the dance... (laughs) You have a chance. You got a chance. So... (laughs) um, I just don't see that happening if the Sharks look like they might be a playoff team. So I don't think Hurdle's going anywhere because, again, I'm saying the Sharks are going to be a playoff team. The Sharks are not going to get bounced in the first round. I'm sticking to that. Ooh, man. Sticking to it. See, I don't I don't know if they're going to make it. I think they're going to be a bubble team that's going to drop at the end. I mean, this month is going to be telling. Yep. But there's going to be a lot between now and the trade deadline. And I oh, think yeah. that's the bigger deal is they're kind of in a holding pattern. They're not going to trade them now. If they do, they're throwing in the towel for the season. There's yes. no way. Um, the first priority would be to get Kane out. If they get Kane out and they're able to trade him and get his salary out, depending on what's coming back, like that could really change the season. Seriously. like No, it can't. If you get, if you get anything other than a bag of pucks... Right? Do we want to talk about this now? Because we'll talk about it later. We can talk about it later. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, 
the hurdle trade and the whole thing right now yeah. with hurdle is still on the back burner for a while, for months. Yeah. Um, and it's going to depend on where the sharks end up in the standings okay. by then. All right. Okay. So <laughs> we'll talk about Kane a little bit later on. Um, but are we done basically with with Carlson? Then we're happy with the with we're happy with everything he's doing so far. I am. If he keeps this up, man, he's going to be a sixty point defenseman by the time the season. And that's the thing to remember. Yes, it's eleven and a half million dollars, but he's also doing it from the blue line. He's not a forward. So right? how many sixty point defensemen are in the league right now? Mm-hmm. Maybe less than ten. A little handful. There's some, but yeah. the, but there's not. It's not a lot. Not a lot. So, and, and yes, and yes. Before I know what you're going to say, they're all getting paid less than eleven and a half million dollars a year. <laughs> I get that. But again, you go back to what you had to pay him if you wanted him on your team. And that's what he was going to get from any other team that wanted him. Just how it is. Right. So I'm happy he's with us. I know you guys, some of you aren't. I don't know how to console you. But there it is. Okay, moving on from uh, Carlson and defense in general. Let's talk a little bit about uh, schedule, shall we? Sure. Okay, so the schedule that's coming up. Uh, first of all, the Sharks get a bit of a break here because they've only got Tuesday-Thursday game. Usually it's Tuesday-Thursday-Saturday. Uh, I'm getting Saturday off here, so right. a little extra rest. Yes. They've been playing, I mean, what, what Bugner's going to say here, I think, is uh, almost every other day yeah. for all 30 days, 28, 30 days, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty brutal, man. Yeah. So they're going to get, like, they're going to get a little bit of a break because it's only Tuesday-Thursday this week, Tuesday-Thursday the following week. So that's two Saturdays in a row. I mean, the second Saturday is Christmas. So it's two Saturdays in a row that they're not going to be playing. That's only going to help them because anyone who's kind of banged up is going to get some rest. Um, not injured per se, but you know you get bumps and bruises along the oh, yeah. way. Especially those younger guys that are not used to playing a brutal 82-game season. They're going to get some rest. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more jump come out yeah. um, from those guys. Um, plus, and they're home. They're not on the road, so they get to be home with their families right now. Yeah. During Christmas time, they probably have a bunch of family in town staying with them Absolutely. because they're here for a while. So um, it's all good for their mental health, mental well-being, which is very important. We saw how bad it was the last season and a half. Oh, yeah. um, so I think it's only good things for the Sharks, and it's looking up for them. I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. We just need more people in seats at the arena. <laughs> Which, speaking of, we collectively will be there. Oh, we will on Tuesday against the first ever game against the Seattle Kraken for the San Jose Sharks, which Not is exciting. We're, it's a historical game. Now, this, the special thing, other than, than it being the first game against the Kraken, of course, is that it is the Pride game. Yep. Uh, you know more information about this, so if you want to kind of relay that to, to the, the folks here. Sure. There, uh, if you buy, I don't know if anyone in here, actually, you should tell us if you bought a ticket with us. Oh, yeah, um, there you go. And we'll see you there. Actually, should we do roll call? Let's do roll call. Okay, we'll do roll call and we'll add that in there uh, if you are going to the Pride game. Sure. Tell us where you're watching from right now and if you're going to be going to the Pride game on Tuesday night against the Kraken. If so, let us know. I'm sure we'd... Uh, just rhyming all... I'm not even <laughs> trying anymore and it just comes out in a rhyme. Uh, if you are going to be there, let us know uh, and we'll happily uh, meet up with you guys maybe during an intermission or something like that. Yeah. Be fun. Yeah. Good Take stuff. a picture. Hang out. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, what else were you going to say about the, the Pride game there? Uh, there's a reception beforehand. It's in the arena. So if you bought a ticket, you're going to get instructions. I think it's in one of the suites. Is that right? I can't remember. I got the email. Um, so it's like a, a good hour and a half before the game starts. And then after the game, and don't forget to sign your waiver if you're going to do it, we're going to take a big picture at the Center Ice logo. So uh, we were there a couple years ago, uh, pre-COVID, and they, they basically go around the circle yeah. of uh, the face-off circle in the mm-hmm. middle. 
and then they take a picture from like way up high so you can get everybody in the big picture so we'll all be there and we'll nice. be there yeah, yeah uh, this would be my first one, so uh, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be cool getting mm-hmm. down on the ice. Still haven't seen the locker room. Just saying, it's not gonna happen. I don't know if you know anybody important like Jonathan Becker might be watching, uh, but that would be cool. You know, just saying. Right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so we, we were talking about the schedule, and you'd mentioned uh, Bob talking about this. Yes, uh, we have a quote though. We do from Bob. Okay, from the man himself. So Bob Bugner was asked about the schedule and uh, if he was excited and kind of what his thoughts were about it. So here we go. That's absolutely. We talked, you know, the players know the schedule. Um, you know, it's an opportunity next week to finally get some some rest. And, uh, you know, there's no easy game. Seattle's playing better. Vancouver's playing better. Um, so that's not, we're looking at the schedule saying, oh, it gets easier for us. But it's the fact that we get more rest. And, uh this team needs it. I think we uh, um, we play our big big guys a lot of a lot of minutes, um, and you know we've had a lot of travel um, to the East Coast a couple times. And I just think you know being back home, and, and that's why tonight's really important. I think that we have a good effort and we give ourselves a chance here, and hopefully get a hopefully get two points because um, you know it's a long time to sit around and think about it next week, and it's uh, it's going to be nice sort of. You know, I know guys have family and friends coming in and everything for Christmas, and. and uh, um, you know, it's going to be nice to sort of be able to take a breath and and, uh, and, and physically get a rest. Uh, yeah, so you heard Bob there talking about, you know, we need it. We need the rest. Yeah. Uh, they, they play their, uh, their big players uh, quite a bit there. Although I thought, again, that, you know, the Benino line, although he's kind of been playing on the fourth line now, um, they've been taking some of the the, uh, the defensive zone starts as we thought they were going to, right? right. So um, they've taken a little bit of the load off, but again, they're still relying on those top guys uh, quite a bit. So to be able to have a game or a week like this week uh, coming up where we've got just you know the two games and get that Saturday off uh, is, is going to be big, I think, for them. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, again, a well-rested team yeah. is going to go a long way, so um, hopefully they can keep it keep the momentum going too and not lose too much Very being off and then I also want to bring I'm pulling my phone here um, I want to bring up that it's the uh, the Pacific Division yes super tight um, when you take a look you see the Ducks are in first here uh, 30 games played 37 points now they do have the most games played out of any of the teams in the Pacific uh, but then you got next in line there is are the Flames Mm-hmm. Who we just beat, and you just got talking talking about that being a four point swing because I mean if they if they get that win now they're up at thirty eight points they're back in the top of the Pacific right so uh, they've got thirty six points they're only one behind the Ducks I wasn't expecting the Ducks to be top of the Pacific me neither I still think they're gonna falter but they have uh, they have a lot of young guys Zagris being did you see his goal yeah. or not his goal his assist yeah, the other the, day the fake Michigan uh, fake Michigan so flip he was, over the goal yeah so he he I forgot the guy who scored it but. He saw him doing. He saw Zager's doing. He goes, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. And he yells it out, and then he was like, Oh, okay, here. And he flipped it over, over, and he's like, I didn't think it was gonna work. And it did. It was amazing. Like, it's the Ducks. I don't like the Ducks. Yeah. But it's exciting when you see those guys like get so into it and excited. Yeah. Because when they celebrated the goal, he was it's just pure joy of like, I, I can't believe I just did that. Like, I can't <laughs> believe it's just amazing. Like, my mind just exploded out of my own head. So, um, yeah, boo the Ducks, but. Uh, <laughs> I also kind of like Zagers because he's on my fantasy team, so I have like okay. a little like fair enough little crush on him. So, All right. uh, but but they're um, I think they're going they're kind of like a mix. We talked about this before. They're a mix of like young and old, and they're coming together yeah. and playing well. Um, I still just don't see them as being that team yet. 
Um, I still think they're probably another season away. Okay. But it reminds me of Colorado a couple years ago, which yeah. we talked about before. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to be in the top of the division. So you, you think Anaheim's falling off the map, though? I think. I mean, not falling off the map completely, yeah. but I think they're. I think where they belong is more of a bubble team. Okay. Like all, all around where the Sharks are in the middle, not the bottom, not okay. the top, but towards the middle. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so and again, it's close. I mean, you look no, at really? The, yeah. Yeah, you, you've got yeah, like I said, Ducks thirty-seven points. Again, more games played than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flames with twenty-eight games played have thirty-six points, only just one less. And then you've got the Knights, the Golden Knights, and the Oilers tied at thirty-two points apiece for you know the three-four spot, and the Sharks thirty-one points. So, I mean, again, this is... Now, the Golden Knights have 27 games played, the Oilers have 26, and the Sharks have 28. So, yes, the Sharks have played more games. Um, but, like we just heard from, they had a lot of games in a row, playing every other night, practically. Uh, I don't know. I think strength of schedule maybe might uh, come down to the wire at the end there. It's also, we've only played now, what, how I many? Two games? Two games against Division. Yeah. And it's two games against Calgary. Yeah. Which... We beat beat them twice. Calgary only has seven losses on the year, so two of the seven yeah. losses have come against the Sharks, which is fantastic. Um, to me, that's like a big confidence booster because Calgary should be at the top yeah. of the division. I think Calgary and Edmonton uh, and Vegas is starting to heat up now. That their guys are getting healthy, yeah. so they're probably those top three. And then I think Anaheim, San Jose, and um, Anaheim, San Jose, and LA are kind of the Scraps and LA is starting to falter a little bit too. Yeah, I was going to say LA has only got 26 games played, uh, so they've got a uh, you know a few games in hand over the Sharks at least, uh, but they've only got 28 points, so they're three points behind. So uh, I mean, again, for me, you take a look at this; they're right in the mix. All it takes is a loss here and there for any of these uh, teams that have a game in hand, and we're right, we're still right with them. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, again, uh, having the rest is going to be is going to bode well for the Sharks here. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see how it kind of shakes out, but. Again, I, I'm I'm confident with this team. I think this team is going to do well. I know Aaron's saying bubble, but uh, and maybe they will be. Maybe they'll be that that first or second wild card just team. Hang in there all season, right in there. Maybe like, that's where they'll be above 500 hockey, but just not enough to like, you know, lock in a position yeah. early. Like it's going to go down to the wire. Um, I don't know. So Seattle got the memo of being an expansion team. At least they're like at the bottom <laughs> of practically the league. Um, definitely the bottom of the division by a long shot. Um, so the, the Sharks play in Seattle. Hopefully they keep that going against you know a team and, and take advantage of it. Vancouver, however, they're playing on Thursday. Well, I was going to say, that those these are the two teams that we're playing next, Seattle and Vancouver, and these are the two teams at the bottom of the division. But Vancouver just cleaned house. They got rid of their GM and their coaching staff, and they have a three-game win streak since that happened. Okay. So they're kind of on fire right now. It's not an easy gimme win yeah. here. Um, and Vancouver is a good team. They have a lot of a lot of good young players. Uh, they got Hughes. They got Pedersen. They got Bosser. Right. Or Besser. Besser. And, um, <laughs> Bosser. He's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like a Bosser. Yeah. Um, anyway, like it's it's not going to be an easy an easy win here. Uh, hopefully, the Sharks can get it, take advantage. Like I'm I'm fully expecting yeah. four points this week. I'm I'm fully expecting four points as well. Um, the Seattle game ought to be a win. Okay, ought to be. Uh, Vancouver, yeah, I know. I, I hear what you're saying. They cleaned house. 
Uh, there's players that are playing for their jobs again, right? They they don't want to get traded, or the, you know they want to uh, you know impress the new um, the new brass. I get that. That can only last for so long, and it's uh, been three games the win streak. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it ends there. Um, I don't know if they got a game before they play the Sharks, but it, it ends when they play the Sharks. Uh, you can only impress for so long, and you can only ride that high for so long, and it's, uh, eventually you're going to come back down to earth where you belong, and I think this is uh, where they do it. So I'm expecting four points uh, for this week as well from the Sharks. I will be a little disappointed if we only get two. I'm pretty disappointed if we only get two. I'd be okay with three. But I'm I'm thinking four is more than doable here. Uh, there's really no reason why we can't. Again, I think that this team, the Sharks team, is a better team than everyone will make them out to be. I think everyone's kind of riding off of what was happening the last couple seasons. Um, I I think they're a better team than that. So I'm looking for them to uh, to have a good uh, week here. Just these two games. I'm looking for them to have a good uh, outing, and I think they're going to get it. So right. there you go. Uh, do you want to say anything about roll call or anything? Or uh, no, he's putting them up on the screen, oh, okay. to, and I didn't get a chance to, to read too sure. much of them. Um, so last topic here, right? Oh, was there something else to talk about? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, Scott K wants to know: Are there any trade rumors for Kane? Yes. <laughs> there are do several. you know the rumors? I don't know all the rumors. I know that there's a couple teams that they had involved in potential trade talks. I know that there were some um, just hockey writer type people that right. were, hey, these would make sense. Now, I know you don't put any stock into those guys Absolutely at all zero. in terms of it being a rumor, true or false. However, the ability to say this is why it makes sense, theoretically, I'm down with that, right? That does not at all mean that this is an inside track and, and that, you know, well, we've got some sort of inside information. It's not what it means. It just means, hey, you did a pretty good job of, like, figuring out what would make sense for two teams. Mm-hmm. Guess what? GMs are doing that all the time, so maybe you have a future. Who knows? But I think that there are some teams that would be very interested in Vander Kane. I've said this before. Some of you laughed. He's not untradeable. And it seems like that might still be the case. Is that an AHL game recently? And I know you're going to say, but an AHL game recently, it was noted that there were some scouts, as there always are, but there were some scouts at that Barracuda game. Uh, sometimes they do this for double headers because the Sharks playing and the Barracuda were playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as uh, I think Sheng Peng was the one you said had said it's right that uh, you know they they book everything you know way in advance so for them to say that oh there's scouts there uh, and they booked their flights yesterday and they're here to specifically see Evander Kane play that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense yeah I understand that I get that who were the teams that were most rumored to be in on Evander Kane was it Vancouver Penguins Islanders I thought it was Boston Penguins Boston's another one I forgot Yeah. yeah yeah So let's take a look. I'm going to look at the board real quick over here. Don't judge. Uh, on the board over here, we've got where the scouts are from. Boston. Pittsburgh. Detroit, Nashville, Toronto, Dallas, whatever. Okay. Um, I don't think it's super coincidental that Boston and Pittsburgh are among those teams in that list. I just don't think that that's the case. Now, I'm not saying they bought their flights yesterday and they flew out, but I am saying they're looking at Kane. Whether or not they were going to be there in the first place, regardless, they're looking at Kane. I don't think they're just looking at Kane. Oh, either. no, they're not. They're not. Because they're going to have to know. There's going to be other pieces involved. Sure. So they're going to want to know 
other players as well. I guess my point is a team like Toronto was there. Toronto's not looking at Kane. They don't need Kane. They don't want Kane, right? Toronto's not there for that. They could also but there have been are s- teams that are there for Kane. But the team they were playing against yes. was Vancouver's team. Right. Who probably is also going to be moving a lot of pieces with the new GM and coaching right. staff in there. So and they're also like I they're going to be out of a playoff spot. So they're probably going to be selling off pieces anyway. And yet the point was that they were there for a double header not in vancouver in san jose hmm well, curious whatever just yeah, saying just, just saying i don't want to stir the pot but i'm gonna stir it you're so dramatic i'm trying to be it's fun <laughs> you know why because you stir the pot they start talking right. yeah it's good stuff right. i want to hear your comments on this one guys do you think that evander kane is untradeable first of all second do you think there's any weight to the fact that it's boston and pittsburgh were there and it was heavily rumored that boston and pittsburgh were interested in kane now whether or not they're going to be there anyway okay whether or not doesn't matter um do you think that they are there looking at evander kane or do you think that they're there just you know we're going to be here anyway we're looking at everybody else we don't want kane no there was something funny in here um from Nicholas Egan, the Cuda gave Kane the puck from his first AHL point from tonight's game. Because <laughs> he never played in the AHL before until now. That's great. Because he went straight to the NHL from when he was drafted. That's great. Um, so that's kind of funny. I wonder if I wonder if he'll do that, if he'll uh, keep it, or if it's kind of a slap to the face. I don't think it's a slap in the face. I think it's kind of a it's it's a, a ribbing. It's a joke kind of thing, you know. Um, you, it's almost like, a, hey, you've made it, right? But it's, it's kind of backwards. So yeah. I think they're just kind of having a little fun with them. Um, Kellen Foster asked, well, you just got here. Did we play the clip of Kane getting visually upset at Shang Peng while answering his questions? No, we did not play that clip. I did not get that clip together because I just saw it before we did the show. So I didn't have a chance to kind of get it uh, queued up or anything. But um, K- uh, Shang was asking Kane, kind of almost like leading into... You could you could tell sometimes when reporters do this chemistry question. No, no, it was everyone. Okay, it was. um, But you could tell like I've seen Kevin Kerr's kind of get ripped by some players because they're there's they have like an angle for a story and just based on the questions they're asking you can tell what the angle is. So they're trying to get quotes to kind of help support (laughs) stuff. And Kane was just not going into it. There's also a history between I think Shang and and Kane going back years to when uh, Shang was on Fear the Fin. So. There's some bad blood, I think, between those guys anyway. Um, but you could just tell he was so annoyed by Shang. Like, just just like his mere presence of being there. He was just just not happy. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I did not play it and won't play it because I don't have it ready. So I, I remember, you can go look it up, though. I remember Kerr's asking Kane a question. I don't remember what the question was. But Kane's response was, like, you just write whatever you want anyway, so I'm not going to answer your question. It's yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, whoa, dude. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was kind of one of the first times. That, and it was because I was on that call, too. So I'm, like, watching it live and everything. And I'm just going, like. So, like, Shang was asking him, like, because there was a doubleheader. Yeah. So they were both at practice at the Ice Center. Then they're both playing at the game at the arena. And the locker rooms are yeah. semi-close. And Shang was like, well, did you run into any of your any friends? Did you see any players? Did you talk to anybody? And he's just like, no, Shang. I play for the Barracuda now. I don't play for the Sharks. Like, it was just, he was so, like, it was like, whoa, he's really. <laughs> and then Shang just kept, you know, well, did you did you talk to anyone yeah. else? He's just like, no. no. I've made my position clear. Like, it was just, it was, um, yeah. Anyway, it was very interesting. It was uh, probably worth looking it up. Um, okay. He, he sounds very. Annoyed. 
annoyed, stressed, annoyed at the situation, ready yeah. for it to be done, because I think this is just going to be questions every day, similar yeah. similar questions, so it's just going to get annoying. So and it's yeah. not every day you get reporters going and talking to the AHL players to get like national media, right? right. <laughs> it's, yeah. So yeah, it's got to be a little frustrating, I would think. Especially, like you said, with they're trying to play an angle, which Shang, I don't know if Shang normally does that. We've enjoyed his content um, mm-hmm. for you know years now. So um, not a knock on Shang at all. But, um, you know, he's got a job to do. So Anthony just asked, are we happy or sad that Kurz is no longer a Shark Reporter? Oh, stop it. I, I like I like Kevin. I, I like Kevin. I know a lot of you guys don't, but I like Kevin. I think he's, uh, he's good at what he does. And, um, unfortunately, the way he does it, rubs some fans the wrong way because it seems like he's being Mr. Negative all the time. When really what I think it is is he's just trying to be Mr. Truthful. Look, this is this is how bad they look right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think you kind of want to have a voice like that. Like for us, we're a little more optimistic, right? We're always trying to pump the tires up. Um, and, and that that's you know what you come to watch. We're we're happy to provide that. There are some that um, you know they focus on more of the negative stuff. There are some that, you know, like like Kevin, he'll just kind of tell it like it is, whether it's good or bad. Um, I kind of like that. I kind of would rather have somebody be straight with, uh, with you know, how the team's doing. Um, I have no issue with that. And I feel like there are times where, you know, obviously we're, we're trying to be straight with them too. But I, again, we put a more optimistic spin on it. Because um, I think the fan base needs that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think... Uh, I, I like I like Kevin Kurz. I hope he does well. I'm sure he'll do well uh, with the Islanders. So uh, and he's excited to be getting closer to home as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's from Philadelphia, so he's happy to he'll be able to visit family a lot easier. Uh, it's pretty close. I mean, it's kind of cool going to the Islanders because they're I mean, they were a good team. This year they're just in the dumpster, but uh, they got a new arena, which yeah. is nice. It's pretty cool. So that'll be exciting. And and there's some really long time. Yeah deep fans that go way back to I mean they set a record for the most consecutive cups in the 80s yeah uh, right before Gretzky started his tear so um, they're just there's a long long rich history there which is cool right um, but yeah um, Patrick or I feel like Kurz is straight with us yeah I can see that um, and Kellen says Kurz does his job his spin is very east coast and that's why he's going back I could see that like east coast is like east coast he kind of talked about it too like um you, uh, there's more talk radio in the East Coast, I think, than out here. Mm-hmm. Out here, especially for hockey. Out here, you barely get any anything other than podcasts. Like this is part of the reason why we started the show because there's less stuff on the shark. So yeah. we wanted to kind of put that out there. So um, the more you know, the more you know. You know, there you go. Where's, uh, our, where's our thing? We don't have the thing. <laughs> Wait, calling you out, SPJ. Anyway, I I don't. I always liked Kurz. Um, I'm excited for also the new guy coming in. That's that's uh, Corey. I'm gonna butcher this last name. Massasack. I don't know. I don't know. How to say I'm either. sorry, but you know what? We're gonna be talking with him sooner or later. So yeah. um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll let you guys. Uh, we'll introduce you, you guys, to him. I suppose, unless you've already met him, in which case that's weird. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're hoping to talk with him real soon. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Again, if you're not subscribed, you're not going to see the notification saying that. So uh, please hit that notification bell oh. if you've. Oh, people are complaining no, no. that it's falling off. No, and okay. the decals are falling. Uh, this isn't our set. It's a uh, it's a uh, his neighbor. So. Fix it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they said, "Oh, the fin's falling off." Did you use snot or duct tape? For no, that there's one? actually tape on it. And the oh, tape okay. is coming off too. There you so go. I just fixed it. 
Anyway, we're going to uh, be introducing you guys to Corey uh, hopefully sooner than later. So again, subscribe. Thank you. Um, what else are we going to be talking about here? Anything else? Um, I think it's, oh, we got new gear. Oh yeah, we have new gear. Yeah. I don't know if you want to, uh, if you care. Well, if I'm going to go off camera here, but I'm about to go off camera. So here I go. The water bottle that I had. This came in earlier, which is already kind of getting well worn here. Go ahead. I saw my face going. Okay, right, we got. Oh man. So yeah, we got the, uh, <laughs> the fanny pack. Yes. Oh my god. What? Wait, what? What's wrong with it? Those are back man. in style, man. Uh, they, I mean, I'm excited. Just gonna say. Paul so, rocks this with his dad shoes. You can. Retainer in there. They're not retainers. They're aligners. Okay. So. Don't make one of my headgear. Don't make my headgear. Um, no, I mean, it's got the two zips, actually. So you could fit twice, oh, as, much, fancy, twice man. as much stuff and as you could champion. with a single zip. Name brand there. Just saying. Name brand, yeah. The Fin Factor. That's the name brand no. you should be focused on, my friend. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> pretty sweet. I'm, I'm looking forward to using the fanny pack. I'm going to use it. I don't know what for just yet, and I don't want you judging me either. Over the um, shoulder. Definitely over the shoulder. No, no, no. Not around the hip. No, it's called a fanny pack. Not a sort of half back shoulder. Pack. Are you gonna are you gonna rock that on Tuesday night at the game? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pack it full of stickers. You got yeah, it. Dude. Hey, if you see me at the game, uh, I will be rocking this, and this will be filled to the brim with stickers and what else? Maybe some uh, dum dums. Okay, for the kids. I'll have what some else can we fit in there? Yeah. Oh, like I can fit all kinds. Of, it's got two zippers, Aaron. <laughs> two. Okay. Uh, so they're very exciting. And then uh, also the uh, sweatshirt, which I don't know if you want to get over here. Yeah, I'm just going to put that right in front of my face. Lower. Lower. Oh, my God. There you go. There you go. So um, that really looks weird unless you show the hood. There's the hood. There you go. So, yeah, hoodie, gray, got the Fin Factor logo on it. Um, again, good stuff. Feels nice. Cushy. So uh, I'm happy with this. Very nice. Anything else you want to say about it? What other stuff do we have? Can here? you take the Fin Factor gear into the SAP Center? Absolutely. I think. Oh, because it's not clear. <laughs> it's small. Mm. No, it doesn't have to be clear. I think it has to be a small size, and I think this oh, okay. definitely fits in there. Um, Worst case scenario, they say no, and you can meet me in the parking lot, and I'll give you some numbers. Real quick, there's a question about Bortolo. He was left off a World Juniors team. Are we surprised by that? So I heard, I saw that right before we went live, and I was like, oh, what happened? Because I think he was on the team, and they, they took him off. I think he's sick. Mm. I think he's either sick or hurt or something. Okay. Um, because uh, uh, he was also gone from his college team, so he, uh, so I think it, it was something to do with with an injury or something. Okay. Um, and there was another question in here about Eklund sent to Sweden to keep him away from being influenced. He came from the Barracuda. No, no, he, he was not influenced. What? Uh, from Kane. Oh no, no, they wanted him to be over there. We talked no. about that before. I thought there was another one here about. Can Eklund. I just say, but Eklund will be on Team Sweden. Can Go I on. just say, by the way, what what was what was the speculation, at least on this show, about Evander Kane, that they were going to push him down to the Barracuda? You thought he wasn't going to report. That was an option to get out of his contract where yeah. he wouldn't report and he gets suspended. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, whereas I felt he needs the money, he's going to play. Right. Just going to do oh, that geez. real quick. Um, <laughs> so, gla- yeah, what's that? Do it with your fanny pack. With the fan. Oh, that hurts. Um, no, so uh, yeah, I- I'm I'm glad to see that he's he's playing again. Um, again, <laughs> I wish the best for the guy. I hope he he uh, gets the trade he's looking for, and he's 
uh, successful for the rest of his career. Um, I really have no ill will against him, but yeah, I just think he's not. It's not going to work out in San Jose one way or the other. So, um, I mean, yeah. Navy Forty Seven keeps asking like what he did wrong, and he doesn't understand why the hate. But yeah, I think outside of the non-hockey related stuff. As a hockey teammate, he was a terrible teammate. Yeah. Because yeah. he was late to meetings and missing meetings, late to practice, late to games, all that stuff. Yeah. Fake uh, the vaccine card. Yeah, that put people See, at risk. And even that feels like it's an outside thing, but it's not. It's a teammate thing because, you know, if you've got teammates who feel um, adamant about, you know, being vaccinated and everything, um, and then you lie about that and get into the locker room that's you're putting your team at risk now right so that's that's not just a an outside i'm i believe in this and that affects me it doesn't affect anybody else it affects everybody in that locker room or potentially could have if he was sick and he brought it in i mean how horrible would you feel if you know you got sick brought it in got your whole team sick and you had said oh yeah i'm vaccinated yeah right yeah um i don't know so it's just uh again i don't think that you should be focused on the outside stuff, right? And Aaron's right on this. The the teammates, if the teammates don't want him there, it doesn't matter what any of the other stuff that they say in his personal life, if any of that's true or false or whatever. Although again, so far everything kind of hasn't really been tr- proven true. So, but we, you shouldn't focus on that. You should focus on whether or not he's gonna be somebody in that locker room that the teammates wanna play with. And as of right now, it feels like they don't want him there. So it doesn't really matter how good he is. It doesn't matter um, how uh, his his personal life is going. It doesn't matter. And none of that stuff matters. Will he be, uh, will he gel well with this team going forward? And it seems like the answer, no matter which way you slice it, is just no. I mean, almost every, every uh, post-game report or interview of players up until Kane situation kind of blew up more when the suspension was over, Everyone kind of talked about how great the chemistry was and how much different it is than last year. Yeah, and I don't think it's like directly pointed at him, but him not being there even during training camp, like yeah, it, it's really set. And once they said he's not coming to training camp, I was like, oh, he's he's done. He's not going to play. I'll go out and say it. Um, I I, th- I think they are pointing it at him because we they, it's just like saying lower body injury. They have a way of kind of point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they're saying it without saying it. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it, I don't think that's even conspiracy. That's me like speculating. I, that's just how I feel. I feel like they're they're saying <laughs> they're saying it without saying it. Yeah. Oh man, the chemistry is just so great now. Everybody's on the same page, right? Team defense is playing better. That was Carlson was saying too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all on the same page. We're making the good reads and blah blah blah. I don't think I, some of that is just hey, we're just playing well together. Some of that is kind of directed. I think. So, um, again, if <laughs> I'm assuming that's true, but the, uh, them going to Doug Wilson, you know, at the end of the season or, or even during the season and saying, hey, it's not working out. Um, and again, if he's not showing up to practice and whatnot, that's not being a good teammate. Um, so, I, again, if if they can figure out a way to make that work, great. But I, I, all signs are pointing towards the, this team does not want him around. Uh, Callan said, if Paul keeps getting these hot takes right, we'll be. <laughs> Will be, be will he be getting a fin factor top hat? That flex fit won't hold much longer. Oh no, it's not, not at all. They're also asking about the popcorn bucket. Ooh, okay. That what about was, the? Oh, because my head will be too big. It has to fit in the popcorn bucket. <laughs> no, or? it was in it was the back here. They were seeing it from under the table. Oh, I what it oh. was. Yeah, it was no. Um, uh, Bill has yeah. got 
so many cool pieces of um, yeah. In fact, there, he just got a new one. Uh, it's the first issue of the first magazine from the first Sharks game, which he happened to find at a garage sale. Yeah, nuts. So he's. Uh, I think he's going to get it framed. So it's not. It's it's over there, but it's not. Up it's yet. already in a plastic. I'm not going to touch yeah, it. No, I don't want no, it. To, no, no. I don't <laughs> it's nice though. It's really cool. And he's got all kinds of cool stuff, and he's adding to it. In fact, the picture behind Paul, if you can kind of <laughs> see it in there, yeah. uh, is a picture. It's so meta. It's us on the set uh, looking over the shoulder of super producer Jason looking at the set so um, and you can't see it but this wall is all sharks the next wall over here is all 49ers area. and then uh, he has a big drop down screen and, and plays games it's also in front you can't even see it because it's out of the camera uh, there's a pool table. It's a shark's pool table, which I think you, we showed it off uh, oh we have pictures first, of it yeah, yeah the first in uh, fact it's in the picture here but I mean, yeah either way so, um, so anyway, it's a really cool space, he's, and he's—we're very fortunate that he let us use this for uh, for our set for till our our real set gets built, right? Super producer, Jason? yeah. We're—I uh, keep saying it, but we're we're getting closer. Um, we're getting a lot closer. So we're uh, we're hoping that we won't have to use this space for a whole lot longer. But we are absolutely uh, grateful and thankful to Bill for uh, letting us use this uh, for the time being. So uh, if you guys don't mind in the chat, maybe just give a little. A uh, little fire, a little applause, thumbs up, something for Bill. Say, thanks, Bill. Uh, we'd appreciate that. We can share that with him. That'd be a cool little moment for him. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, okay. Uh, are we done here? You got anything else you want to address? Some questions, maybe? Uh, no. I don't think so. I think we're uh, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. Okay. There's a lot of questions about Eklund right now. Why didn't he play for the CUDA instead of instead of going to... Or why did he go to Sweden and not play for the you know, CUDA? We talked about this a little bit, but go ahead. Um, so... Couple, there's a couple of reasons. Mainly, I think he only wanted... I mean, if he said this before the season started because people were asking if he would play for the Barracuda or not. Yeah. He had the option to do it. It's kind of funky because um, he's from Sweden, not from juniors. So if he was in junior league, in junior hockey in Canada, he would have to report back to his juniors team. He would not be able to play for the Barracuda. Because he played in Sweden and they have a deal with Sweden and he was a first-round pick... He would be able and eligible to play the Barracuda yeah. um, if he didn't make the NHL team. Um, he came out the gate and made the team, was on the Sharks, and then decision time came at that nine-game mark. So at the t- if he plays ten games, his contract starts now. If they send him back to either to the Barracuda or back to Sweden after nine games, his contract won't start until next year. So then they get three years of him in the entry-level contract. It's cheaper rather than becoming a uh, restricted free agent after three seasons from now. So it's better to do that. And then um, going back to Sweden versus the AHL, Sweden is a much different league. He's still playing against men. Um, The AHL is more prospects, guys kind of like Kame, not quite, but um, older that are there, like either rehabbing or or they're kind of in between uh, playing on a team or not playing on a team. Um, it's kind of more dangerous. It's a different game because it's a smaller ice than Sweden. So you get more open ice hits. You're going to get more um, more guys trying to make a name for themselves, trying to, like a bruiser type person trying to make the NHL team is going to mm-hmm. go after, like headhunt kind of after a very high-skilled, high-draft pick kid like that. They're going to, you know, they're, they're the bravado of wanting to hit them and knock them out and go, welcome to the yeah. game, kid, you know. Yeah. So it's almost safer for him to go back to Sweden. The team that he's on in Sweden, they have relegation and uh, promotion there. 
like every league should have in the world, but that's neither here nor there. Um, they are on the brink of relegation, so it's good for him to be on that team to kind of play his best and be the best player to bring that team up mm-hmm. and um, kind of be the, the guy, the right. man there. Yeah. Um, he already has a rapport with some players. Isn't Sorensen on the team? Marcus Sorensen, I think, is, is on the team. Still, yeah. So there's some, and there and Doug Wilson Jr. I think is going over there and visiting probably a couple times, you know, throughout the season to kind of see how he's doing. Their season ends in April, so there's a chance that he could come back and maybe play for the Barracuda mm-hmm. for a month or two. Um, it's just better overall for his development to go back. There's a very long-winded answer to your simple question of why isn't he on the Barracuda? See, and 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 I differed with that. We again, we talked about this. I feel like it was like a month or so ago, but mm-hmm. um, I, I differed there. I, I thought that he should be playing in the uh, with the Barracuda uh, because the ice surface is a smaller ice surface because he's going to have to run into. Uh, players that are going to, you know, deliver those those hits in a smaller space, because you want to get used to that. And if you go back to Sweden, you've got the bigger ice surface. They play more of a skill game than a heavy game. Um, if he goes in there, he gets used to that again, and then comes back to play in the NHL. All of a sudden, you're doing that not against AHL players. You're doing it against NHL players. So I felt that it would be better for him to get used to the ice, used to the physicality, uh, used to all that. Um, in at the AHL level instead. Either way you slice it, he's going to come back a better player than he left. It doesn't matter if he went to the AHL. It doesn't matter if he's going to your garden. Um, either which way, he's going to come back a better player. So I'm, I'm happy for him to, to move on to, uh, to back to Sweden and then come back next season. That's fine. Would I be happy if he went to the AHL and then came back to the, the Sharks next season? Absolutely. I think the one maybe wrong move would have been to let him stay with the Sharks. That, I think, is the only wrong move. Um, the other, Either which way, the other way, it was the right way. Um, preserve that contract, let that contract kick in the next season, mm-hmm. um, and let him grow a little bit more, let him be a difference maker which with whichever club he ends up going with because it wasn't going to be with the Sharks. I think in his nine games he had like four assists. Four assists, that was it. I think three of them were power play or something like that. I think the other part of it is Barabanov was healthy. Sure. And I think at this stage, I'm not saying Barabanov is the same as Eklund, but you're getting the same production that you're hoping to get from Eklund out of Barabanov. Yeah. And you can protect Eklund and send him away. So it also, uh, you know, punts the contract from starting. Right. So I think he was replaced by Barabanov on that line that he was on, and it's just as effective. Now, obviously, Eklund's going to be a much better player oh, than, yeah. than Barabanov will be, but that's going to be a couple years down. He's going to get bigger. Yep. I mean, that's the other thing. For me, being in Sweden, he's not going to get hit from those guys, but he's also going to be gaining muscle. So by the time he does come back next season, he will be physically better able to handle the rigors of a... He's going to make the NHL team. Yeah. He's not going to, next yeah. year. He's not going to be in the AHL. Yeah. He's going to he's going to be on the Sharks full time. So he just needs to get a little bit bigger, stronger. Yeah. Um, the smarts are there. Yeah. Like you can't teach that. He's not going to be learning anything new. It's just getting bigger and and playing good hockey for an extended period. I'm not really going to argue, but they have gyms in North America too. <laughs> just saying. Okay. Anyway, is there anything else? To, oh, to think, address that's good we're all good okay we are caught up um i love doing this man i really love doing this like it's this fun the, uh, you know the recorded shows have their place and they're fun but doing the live shows when we're able to talk with people 
uh, kind of go back and forth and bounce with them. I, I that's for me is this the show has evolved uh, from what we were doing beforehand. Like when when you first started, and please don't go back and watch episode one. But when when we first started this, um, that's kind of where uh, what we were doing. We were doing you know these recorded shows. Super producer Jason would have to sit there for hours editing and uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And now it's uh, it's much more on the fly. Uh, and being able to do this with with you guys is kind of where I enjoy having the, the show right now. So uh, we're in a good spot, and a lot of it is again thanks to you guys for being in the chat and uh, and having this back and forth conversation with us. So I just want to say again, thank you so much. I do appreciate you guys being a part of the show because it's not just Aaron and I talking here. It's it's a conversation with everybody. So I, I've I've just again I've enjoyed it so much. So. Um, it sounds like I'm signing off like I'm never coming back, actually. I don't know why I did it like that, but it just, I, I, hey, I'm feeling it. So anyway, um, I guess we will see you guys on uh, Tuesday we'll if you're going to be there. We'll be at the game on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So seek us out. Find us. We'll, we'll announce something. Maybe we'll do it on all of our socials. We'll, we'll post that yeah. here. You can meet us here in between periods or something. Probably we'll intermissions go. or something. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll figure out a section. I think we're sitting at 208. Okay. So we're behind the goal um, on one of the ends. Uh, the end of the shootout twice. So we'll probably be over there in that area. Awesome. We'll so, so again, if you're going to be there, you know, hit us up. Let us know. Okay. Uh, I think that does it. So for Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. We will see you guys Tuesday or next week. Tuesday or next Or both. Or both. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.